Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I am welcomed by Joel Buckner. Joel is the worship leader and protege director at National Community Church here in Washington, D.C. I'm super excited to chat with Joel today. Um, we will be talking about a lot, including challenges, um, what it means to disciple others, and some of his experiences in music and some life lessons he's learned learned along the way. Tune in. Welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Joel Buckner. Joel, how's it going today? Doing pretty good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, a bit of background on Joel. Um, I've known Joel now for uh, probably about a year. Um, Joel is the NCC National Community Church worship leader at the Lincoln campus mm-hmm. and is now a protege director. Um, he lives in Washington, D.C., um, and I'm just excited to have him here. Um, so Joel, um, how I normally kick us off is by opening up in prayer so I can open us up. Dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together today. I am incredibly grateful and just happy to, to be here and, and have the opportunity to, to wake up, um, and just have so, so many different things I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, and having having Joel here today um, and hearing about his story, about his experience, and, and just what he's up to now and how he's using a lot of his gifts and blessings to just make the world a better place and impact uh, lives around him. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, Joel, so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people that, that probably know you in, in the Washington, D.C. area just from your uh, from your presence on stage at National Community Church. Um, I, I, I actually want to kind of go a, a bit a bit back and backtrack. Um, I'm sure you, you just didn't come on um, and come onto the stage and just kind of start doing your thing. I'm sure it started uh, many years beforehand. Can you can you can you walk us back uh, back to uh, back to when you were a child um, and first started getting into into music? Yeah. So um, I'm originally, like you said earlier, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. And um, so I grew up in a church called Bible Way Church. Um, uh, my parents, my dad was a youth pastor at the time. Uh, mom did Sunday school, uh, Sunday school uh, teacher and just, uh, you know, had grew up, I guess, almost like anybody else, I would say. Um, but about uh, 12, 13 years old, I sang my first uh, solo um, called In Christ Alone by Michael English. And okay. from there started um, singing and directing um, the choir and uh, leading worship. So I've been leading worship for uh, just about mm-hmm, 20, 24 years or so. Um, and so from there, I tried to run away from it a little bit um, when I moved to Dayton, Ohio, and mm-hmm. somehow uh, went to Wright State University and somehow got sucked back into leading again there, um, ended up singing background for a lady named Tanya Baker at 19, um, and have toured with her a little bit, um, broke off, did my own songwriting, and um, 
worked on my first project, which I would never tell anybody to go listen to, but I Am Worship <laughs> was the first project that I worked on. Um, and then ended up uh, moving to Nashville where I met Curtis Parks, who is the former worship director here at NCC. Um, and uh, then worked on some of our music there in Nashville. Um, finished the second kind of EP called I Will Live. And then um, in 2012, ended up moving here to National Community Church um, to lead worship here with Curtis and the team. Awesome. Well, yeah, awesome. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. I was going to say, there's <laughs> around been a, the world. Yeah, yeah. Was, you've you've been in, you know um, in Ohio, Nashville, DC, and kind of all all, all places yeah, in between. All places. Um, and, I, and I actually didn't know that you that you were um, that you've been a worship leader for you know 24 years now. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's it's you know every year has looked different, um, especially I think in the the past few years uh, as NCC has has definitely grown in size. Mm-hmm. Um, how you know, what has changed for you looking back to when you first came along to National Community Church and seeing seeing where the church is now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from my perspective, I'm, I, I came in late and didn't necessarily see what NCC was, you know, a while back, but it's, you know, one of the largest churches in the country now and mm-hmm. it, de- it definitely is the largest one in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I think NCC itself... Um, just in the time that I've been here, it's continually growing in 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 its worship, um, people engaging God in a different way, and <clears throat> being able to see. Um, I I feel like w- especially this year with the um, deeper prayer nights, which they used to do before. Also, I think they called them catacombs, um, but the, just watching those deeper nights and seeing, you know, four hundred plus people come together just to worship and pray. I think there's a huge desire for it. And so for myself being here um, in this culture and being engaged in what's happening here, um, I think it's kind of ignited a fire in me um, in different ways to how can I seek God even more? How can through my prayer life, I um, unlock not only the promises for my life, but the promises for other individuals? How do I intercede on behalf of? And um, I think all of that, is a part of what worship is. I think we um, kind of corner worship to the three songs, well, for most churches in America, right? (laughs) The three songs that they sing on Sunday morning. Um, But those are songs that we sing as worship leaders to connect people to God. Um, That's not all encompassing what worship is, right? Worship is our lifestyle that we live and how we choose to give our lives um, up so that God can use it in a way um, to bless others. And so, um, you know, I see that culture growing at NCC and um, continue to stir. Not that it hasn't been here before, just in my time period of being here, it's, it's definitely um, growing in people. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen that too. And I, I think, you know, just, just seeing the amount of small groups that are growing as well. Yeah. Um, and all the different avenues that we're using to, to further deepen our worship, um, especially, you know, those prayer nights, which I haven't made it up to, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to joining. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about them. Um, well, awesome. Um, one thing I want to touch on, you, you know, I, I think from myself coming kind of from coming from an athlete's perspective, we talk about getting into the zone, um, when we step on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think that analogy is pretty similar, maybe yeah. if not the same when, <laughs> when stepping on stage too. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I, for me personally, and for a lot of folks that see you, we can really see the, the passion that comes out when, when, when you step on stage and you get, and you get, um, you know, and, and start and start service. Um, can you walk us through kind of your process and what that looks like kind of every morning leading up to mm-hmm. that, that first moment? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's just, you know, you just drink a, a green smoothie, <laughs> but no, I, I think the, the bigger part, the, the bigger part for me is just, um, and, and it's something that I'm learning, right? It's practicing presence. It's, it's day in and day out. Am I aware of where God is, whether I'm in a struggle or whether I am, um, doing well or having wins or, you know, cause we all hit challenges, challenges in life. Um, whether it be work, school relationships, ourselves or whatever it might be in the process of that, or in the middle of that, it's, making sure that I am aware of where God is and making sure that I also know that in each moment of my life, I have access to the kingdom of God. And that's love, joy, and peace. That's the fruits of the spirit. That's um, the the love that's not of this world. I have access to it. So in preparation to what's happening on stage, um, I just feel like my job simply as a, uh, a, I would say a song leader is to get people to out sing me, right? Um, and then as they're out singing me, that they connect the words that they're singing to the God that they love. And so um, whether it's that they've come from a rough week and they don't know, um, don't feel like they have any hope, it's singing a song that builds hope in them that, hey, no, 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 no you're not alone, you know, and that you can make it and you can overcome and you and, and there is a better day ahead. Um, to those that um, have won, it's that, that have had a great week, maybe it's singing a song that kind of humbles them in a sense that, um, oh, you know what? I'm not, I'm a, I'm a small piece of this bigger picture, you know, that I'm, I, my wins this week that, that have happened or that have taken place is a part of, is because of this great God that I serve and the ability that and talent that he's given me, you know what I mean? So, um, when I'm getting in the zone to get up on the, on the stage, um, I think the first things that I'm thinking about during the week are what songs connect to the audience that I'm singing for. Um, what message, what message are we trying to convey? And then, you know, to have fun with it. Like, I think that we, we think that, uh, when we're up there singing, it's such just deep, dark moments that, you know, like everybody gets those ugly cry faces. Right. But I think it's also, um, just how do we enjoy, um, our father together, you know, as we're singing the song. So getting in the zone, just, you know, prep, prep wise is prayer it's study. It's, Knowing, uh, again, knowing the audience, knowing who I'm leading, and then knowing uh, what message we're trying to convey that morning. Thank you. Um, the, uh, one thing I noticed there, I, I think, is having that awareness and, and being intentional. Um, and I think that that kind of serves as, as a foundation, kind yeah. of a backbone. And I think once you're able to, I, I assume, you know, through a lot of prayer and just mindfulness and just being where you are, um, and then bring others in together, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of translating that into whatever means it may, may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for one, it's you know through songs and, yeah. and through worship. Yeah. Um, very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, I, I one one other thing I want to speak on now is um, as you have stepped in, and I keep saying this word wrong, protege mm-hmm. um, as the new prote- protege it. director. <laughs> Can, can you can you tell me? Um, I, I know this is fairly recent. Um, can you tell me a bit more about the protege program, um, and then kind of where where you're stepping in now as as the director, and kind of what prompted that? 
Um, so the protege program has been around for just about 10 years here at NCC. I think it's had over 50 or so graduates from the program. Um, the program it, for us is built around three areas of community, calling, and character. And it's a leadership program for individuals that want to go um, into ministry or further themselves. Or maybe just have questions and like, hey, let me try and see what, what it is to be work, to work in uh, full-time ministry. And so um, it's a program that definitely um, Heather Zimple and Emily Hendrickson have done a great job leading the way um, over the past few years. And um, in January, I received the opportunity to take over the program and direct it. Um, and it's awesome because I feel like it's a, uh, the, the position itself is almost like a combination of everything that I've uh, been either training for or building up for. Um, like I said, I started leading worship and things back when I was like 13 years old. Um, and at that time, my parents and my aunt um, used to teach me to um, lead lead others. So that means like basically um, when you're in a leadership role, you're not just in a leadership role for yourself. You're also in there to train up others that, that come behind you to carry on the torch. And so that's kind of how I feel the Protege program is. It's about um, not just how are we doing church right now, but the next generation of people to come in and take over leadership. And it's to teach them well, equip them, give them skill sets, give them um, understanding of, um, help them understand who they are and help them become um, who God's created them to be. And so um, the Protege program is just that. There's It's a year program. starts in September. goes to August of the next year. Um, each Protege that comes in gets a direct coach um, that's in the department that they're um, in. Um, I do coach them a little bit. And then uh, we have a number of classes that happen throughout the week um, where they're challenged over a number of uh, um, subjects from um, leadership to community to um, finance to um, missions because missions is a big part of NCC. Um, <clears throat> and then, so we just kind of talk through a lot of different, uh, uh, we have a lot of different group discussions and talk about the um, topics at hand that, that might be prevalent in the church today. And then um, toward the end, uh, we do help uh, them like get jobs or, you know, move on to the next stage for them in their life. Um, mm -hmm. But it's awesome having them here, and they are definitely a valued part of our team. And um, I think it's it's always good to pull on young minds because I feel like young minds have uh, creative thoughts that that sometimes those of us that and I'm talking like I'm old. I'm not that old. I'm very young. <laughs> <laughs> but those of us that might have been in the quote unquote system for a while, um, we can kind of get stagnant, you know, in what we do. Um, but it's good to get fresh thoughts and fresh perspective um, to breathe new life into the church itself. Mm, okay. So so, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, w one question on that. One question on that is: Is this for people who are you know maybe considering uh, getting in, uh, uh, further involved in NCC or just you know in ministry in general? Mm -hmm. um, and then is it focused around you know if you want to become a pastor or can you also is this protege program also for people who might feel uh, a, a call or at least want to check out what it is being a worship leader mm -hmm. or being you know, kind of behind the scenes and being, yeah. I know the NCC, you know, operates, you know, has the chief operating officer mm -hmm. and, you know, has someone, as you mentioned, in finance. Mm -hmm. So um, the project program itself 
is definitely for anyone that's seeking to understand ministry as a whole, not necessarily become on staff at NCC. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's a program where they can find, so we have, um, I'm going to try to name them all off. So we have, uh, worship, we have children's ministry, youth ministry, uh, media production, um, small groups. We do have campus pastoring for those that want to learn how to campus pastor. Um, we have businesses missions. So that's going to be in a theater or at ebbs. Um, we, and then we have first impressions. So we have about 10 different areas that people can come learn learn about. Um, and each year we have about 10, 8 to 10 slots for people um, to be a part of the team. Great. Um, so you're now uh, three, four months in, or I've been doing this for a while now? Well, since January. Since so January. Eight months. Eight months in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess I haven't talked to you in, no, <laughs> in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, Awesome. Um, you know, and for you, I guess, as, as you're, you know, starting to, to understand what this program looks like, mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that um, you've learned about some different strategies and just different ways that you can kind of pass that torch along mm -hmm. and start to disciple others and, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of can continue that <laughs> cycle. Um, can you speak a bit, a bit more on, on discipleship and kind of what that has meant to you yeah. um, and how you're able to do, and do that in this program? I think the, the greatest thing with discipleship, I think everybody's trying to put a coin what it is, right? Everybody's trying to say, you know, well, is it these three things? Or what are the five ways to disciple? I think the best way to disciple anyone or even in this program is just to walk alongside of them. You know, Jesus, <clears throat> with his disciples, it wasn't that he... Um, had a 10-step a, a program laid out. He saw what was in them, called it out, and said, hey, come walk with me. Come journey with me, right? And then in the journey, um, they discovered who they were, and they also discovered who Jesus was. And I think in the same way, in our discipleship today, it's walking alongside of someone, seeing the greatness or the gifting that's inside of them, calling it out of them, and then helping them become exactly that. Um, and then along the way, it's, you know, being intentional with um, the time that you're spending with them, the time that's um, built in community, the time that's um, that you allow the freedom to fail, the freedom to be able to create, the freedom to give them um, the power to kind of uh, step into whatever programming or ideas that they might have. And then it's, then coaching along whether whether they fail and you say okay ask a few questions of okay how can we address that differently next time or um, in what way um, do you feel um, next time you can apply yourself in 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 uh, to this situation or whatever it might be um, so it's coaching them up and um, to me that's what discipleship looks like it's it's encouraging them in the word it's praying with it's uh, yeah I, I the main word that I keep thinking is walking alongside. You know, and I think that's the that's the only true way discipleship happens uh, when you use that word. But um, yeah, so that's that's what mm -hmm. it, to me it looks like a year mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to mention on that as well is I, I, I think walking alongside is perfect, and that mm -hmm. that resonates well with me, um, and it makes sense. And as you, I think in our in our culture and just where things are now, we always like to have all right. Well, here's you know four things you need or, yep. you know, <laughs> 10 reasons why, or, yeah. you know, just these, these checklists. And yeah. if you, if you cover all these and you're good and I, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's great in it cause it, it can get people, um, 
aware and engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I, I it's a lot more than that, yeah. and and you're not able to to put these different boxes yeah. in because they just go back and forth. And um, I, I wanted to to talk about um, just challenges and struggling and walking alongside means obviously you know high times and it also means low times um and one thing that i think is challenging is um is undergoing suffering with someone else Mm -hmm. um and in my opinion i think that's i think that's part of walking alongside i Mm -hmm. think you have to suffer with them um so i I wanted to hear your opinion this has kind of been on my heart recently and um and kind of how that looks yeah um, I think uh, when when someone is suffering or struggling or going through any challenging time, um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is simply to be present for them, right? Um, and in being present, um, that that doesn't mean that you have to have all the answers for them, right? It doesn't mean that you have to have all things um, set, you know, in action, but to be present and just say that I'm here because most people want to know that just somebody's here and to know that they're okay. That's about all. You know, if they know that somebody's with me and I'm okay, I'm not alone in this, um, usually they have what it needs, what they need to continue to march on. You mm-hmm. know, um, when I find myself in a struggle, the greatest thing I do, one, um, of course, is prayer, but then also I remind myself not only of who I am, but who God is. And as I remind myself of that, it challenges me then to um, kind of within the situation, because most of the time you don't get out of it <laughs> just because you do that. You don't get out of it. But it's it gives you a different perspective as you go through it, that this is actually for my good. It's actually um, developing character in me that I didn't have before. It's giving me, which I love that book, Grit, it's giving me grit to be able to withstand the next storm that comes, you know? So with, when, when walking with someone in a struggle, I would, I would say it's doing that same thing. It's, it's not, it's being okay with not having the answer for them, but then also being aware that you being with them is an answer for them. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and, and then people struggle. Some giving also understanding that we have to function in being gentle and gracious towards each other. Because everybody's struggle is not going to be the same. And some people are going to have a deeper struggle than your struggle. And, and, and leaning, giving them grace to be able to experience what they need to experience and then come out of it in whatever time that they need to come out of. I think a lot of us, we partner with people that struggle because we actually want the praise for having them help, having helped them come out of the struggle. And it's not about you in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. at all, really. Um, but it is about walking with them no matter how long that takes Um, because sometimes it's not a day trip you know sometimes the trip is five years sometimes the trip is for a lifetime sometimes the trip is a month but we have to make sure that we um, carry that fruit of the spirit where we are long suffering and that we hang on in there and you know be a a voice of reason Mm -hmm. um, for them yeah, I, I, and I think that's that's challenging for a lot of us too. Any of us, and, <laughs> any of us yeah. Any of us, and because yeah. I, I, you know, you know, when when someone is, you know, someone asks me, you know, you know, um, I, I just want to talk to you for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I start I start listening, but then I I think we have this natural inclination to be mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, okay, you know, I, I've seen mm-hmm. this before. This mm-hmm. is like this is what you should be doing. This yeah. is the approach that you should yeah. you should take. 
and I think and that it, it that turns a little bit yeah. more on us. And we, I we, think the 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 flip thing when when you're starting to walk into coaching or discipleship, it's less of telling somebody what they need to do and more of asking questions. Ask more questions than than, than what you tell, um, because in asking questions, most people already have the answer within them, right? That's that's the true thing. Most people have the answer within them. They just need to be asked the right questions to pull it out of them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of stepping back, allowing the person to just express what's going on. And um, yeah, sometimes uh, Heather, actually, I got this from Heather. Heather Zimple, uh, she once told me, um, when somebody comes to me with problems, ask them, are, are you just coming to me to vent and just kind of let be like a release valve? Are you coming to me for an answer? And it puts it in the right perspective when talking to somebody. Because then it's like, oh, they want an answer right now. Or, oh, they just want somebody to listen. You know what I mean? And so knowing the difference in that in that time is, is very key to for whoever's listening to uh, the individual that wants to talk mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. suffering that they might be going through. Great. Um, you know, so there. So on one end there is, you know, I, I think, you know, that, that different division. But then there's, there's also people who might not be feeling you know anything or fe- or feel mm-hmm. like they're challenging or feel like they're you know enjoying but i think this just this this topic of i just don't feel it and yeah um and knowing that the walk you know with jesus and and just with others is not always going to be you're not always going to feel like you're yeah. on, on fire yeah. you know as some people <laughs> say um yeah. so you know i i just want to hear hear a bit more about you mm-hmm. um have you been in this situation before oh heck yeah okay good <laughs> <laughs> no yeah like like there i mean you know i i'm not on 10 all the time matter of fact i'm probably less than 10 most of the time you know um and i think um there's a few things and i think there's a few reasons why that is um that we get to those points um one, let me let me answer it in two different ways. One, when I get to that point, um, I've learned to press through that time, meaning that I um, might allow myself to feel the emotions of what I'm feeling. Like I am not feeling like worshiping today, or I don't feel like going to work, or I don't feel like talking to anybody. I, I mean, I feel like felt like that, like we were talking about earlier. Like just I'm kind of tired right now, you know, just from being engaged so much with people um in those moments i then have to say god i need you to be my strength today like i don't i don't have what it takes and i really don't feel like reading your bible today i don't feel like studying i don't feel like doing this but that's where you do it even more because it's just like so let's 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 equate this to working out in the gym you get those feelings sometimes in the gym. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm hitting it. I'm in the gym. I'm hitting it hard. I'm going. I'm going, going. And then some days you wake up and you're like, I just don't feel like going. Right? It's in that moment that you go because it's teaching yourself discipline to get up and go even when you don't feel like it. So in the same way, um, and usually that ends up being one of the best sessions in the gym, honestly, because you, you're, you're pushing your way through it the same way. But... Um, with, with God, I think there are days when you get up and you're like, I just don't feel like doing this today. It's those days that you press in a little harder because your muscle then is getting built. You know what I mean? You're getting a little stronger. So, um, there's that. Then the other piece to that though, I think 
a lot of us get to those places because we're always in such a hurry. And we're so busy now in our minds and our hearts and our lives and our phones, whatever it might be. And we find ourselves, especially here in D.C., everybody's in a rush, rush, rush. I got to go to this meeting, got to do this, I got this to do. And, and, and some people get a kick out of that. But I also have been listening to a message by John Mark Comer, um, and it was talking about hurry um, and how it's a spiritual, basically like spiritual killer, because we end up uh, being anxious all the time. We end up being worried, more angry. We end up um, not being able to Sabbath, which is a big key, uh, meaning just rest. It's just, just resting is all it is. Um, it's pulling yourself away from culture for a moment to reassess realign and then come back you know um and so because of that i think that's where we get to those moments um and if we're not great protectors of our boundaries great protectors of our soul where we have soul care um i think we'll find ourselves in positions where we are more uh at the point where we are like i just don't feel like doing this right now more often than not uh because we're not taking care of our souls so yeah i think there's a two 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 parts to that. Yeah, we'll all you'll you'll hit. There'll be times in your life where you're gonna hit, where you just don't feel like doing it. And in those moments, it's a character building moment. Let's let's build out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's stir up hope within ourselves. So that that's me saying at that moment, I am more than able to do this because Christ is in me. You know, and even if you want to take the 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 because the the road of um, I just I have hope. You know. Period. It's, it's, it's building that up in yourself. Um, and then on the other side, it's also taking care of yourself so you don't always hit that rock bottom. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it is, it's, it's making sure you take time throughout your week to slow down. Um, I've been working on meditation a lot lately. I'm taking 20 minutes or, you know, well, I've built up to about 15 now to just sit or lay quietly and allow myself to just think on whether it's a scripture or if it's a, a short saying or whatever it might be, um, I'm meditating on that. Um, working out definitely is something that's helpful. Um, making time, making sure you spend time with people that bring you life also, mm-hmm. and not you're not always the life giver um, to other people. So it, there's a there are healthy balances, and we all have to figure out what that is. What's rejuvenating for you? It might be a walk in the in the woods it might be a good movie it might be some good music you know it might be just some pizza you know mm-hmm. whatever's rejuvenating for you you have to find that so you don't hit those moments yeah no i i think that's a great great distinction too of, yeah. of putting it into two different uh, components of kind of that 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 proactive response mm-hmm. is why i like to call it mm-hmm. um because you know it's it, it's a response because you, like you know you should be doing it yeah. but yet again it's proactive yeah um and then there's also when you're when you're in the time and that's mm-hmm. i'm gonna go on to um grit as well and once after you mentioned that book to me yeah. um I, I i went ahead and got and got it read yeah. it you know yeah. loved it and i passed it along to a friend yeah. too so yeah, yeah um if that's an example of discipleship through book reading yeah. then yes. then yes I'm, doing it. <laughs> I, I'm in the plus i'm in i'm, I'm in the positive yeah, yeah. um but I, I i do really like that um and the other thing is is on Sabbath and mm-hmm. NCC as a community and as a church really values taking care of your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't think it's always you have to be you know a pastor you have to be mm-hmm. 
you have to be involved in, in this church to, to, to take that time away, to right. go on retreat, right. to say, I'm going to, you know, Pastor Dave talks about, I'm going to deconnect, Yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I, for me, that's just something I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about right. because I agree, I think we live in this this incredibly, incredibly rushed state. Um, and I, I try to, I, I tend to operate on like Latin time. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll show up and then yeah, I yeah. come about yeah. a half an hour later, yeah. um, you know, for better, for worse. But, um, I, I just want to, you know, ask you, do you think that, and you, you've already touched on this a little bit, is that a lot of people, um, you know, regardless of where you are, should take that time to, mm-hmm. to, to be in meditation, to be in prayer and mm-hmm. really focusing on that. Hey, you don't, just have to be in the church, but you, you can be anywhere in your in your yeah. life right now. Yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a big discipline that we miss in our culture. Just period. Um, in America, we tend to um, everything's about success. You know, um, everything is about how can I up the next person or how can I make myself look um, at a certain status or whatever it might be. Um, so Sabbath to me, and that happens even in the church world. That's not just outside of, you know, uh, that's not just in, in everyday business. That's even in church. Well, I, can I outstudy somebody else? And, and, oh, I know this scripture and I know that. But no, like, stop. Like, mm. you know, that's not how God looks at us, you know. Um, so there's a couple of things that I'm learning about Sabbath. I think the first thing is that um, Sabbath is not um, meant to be this. Uh, whooping or just you know like uh, discipline from the week because you didn't do anything right right it's not supposed to be this hard nose um, task that oh I need to shut down everything for you know a day because I want to get myself right with God no it's not that at all yeah um, Sabbath is simply taking time to away from the noise of the world um, and then also it's a time of celebration um, I don't think people look at it that way enough. Um, it's a time when Jesus rested, I mean, when God rested after the seventh day. Um, what did he do that whole day? He was just like, oh, that was good. I created oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at those mountains. Great. Look at the sun. It's great. Look at the moon. It's great. You know, um, in the same way for us, I think it's a time to look back over our week mm-hmm. and simply say, oh, man, I did. I did man, I, I did that well this week. Mm-hmm. Or, man, that conversation went well. Or, ha, I overcame that this week. Or, look at this moment where I could have quit and I didn't. You know, And actually, that will realign your thinking, not only to see how great God is, but then also to see growth that might be happening in your life. It might help you look at um, just your perspective differently. You mm-hmm. know, when we talk, when we're just talking about struggle or being down, it helps lift you up. Because you're like, oh, things aren't as bad as I thought they were, you know, because you have to recall good things. Um, Then it's also time to just do things that you enjoy, you know, um, and do things with people um, on Sabbath. Sabbath is not something where it just has to be isolated. Do I think that we need times of isolation? Yes, sometimes. Yeah, Um, because it's in the times of isolation and meditation that most transformation happens. But um, does that mean um, on a Sabbath? Does that mean that you're always just by yourself? No, you can engage with people. Um, I think that's, but you have to figure out what your Sabbath looks like. Mm-hmm. But it is an unplugging, though, away from um, the world, culture, things that might um, distract you from um, 
the presence of God in a sense. Um, mm. But it's yeah, it's it's not yeah, it's not meant to be this whole. Um, what was me put ashes on my forehead and close my eyes for a whole, a whole day? Because in the old, uh, in I, I believe it's in Jewish custom, they go from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. Um, so they unplug everything, you know, mm-hmm. everything like, and it was like, we didn't work. You didn't, you know I mean, that's, that's all in New Testament. Mm-hmm. That's why I used to come to Jesus. Like, why are you healing on the Sabbath? You know, and Jesus, you know, but then Jesus was like, no, 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 I'm coming to teach you a different way a little bit. Um, this isn't, this isn't work for me. This is Sabbathing. This is a part of what I, who I am, part of what I enjoy, you know, healing and seeing somebody walk again, you mm-hmm. know? And so that again, when Jesus said, come learn of me, come learn how I do things. Um, he was trying to show them, like, I just want to show you something different. I want to show you a new way of living. And so, um, yeah, Sabbath is a huge part, I think, uh, of of our lives that I think a lot of us are missing out on right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and speaking on the practical application, too, and you touched on this, and um, you have to find what your Sabbath looks like. Yep. Um, and I think that's that's incredibly important because a lot of times, um, at least for myself, I, I think that this is how Sabbath is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. kind of have this image of how it's mm-hmm. supposed to be and, you're, and kind of going back to where we're saying this is how I'm supposed to feel during this, mm-hmm. this component. Mm-hmm. Um, but is I, I really don't believe that, as you mentioned, I think it's just de-plugging and just yep. allowing for yeah. additional space. Yep. Um, so I think yeah. the, that's kind of the, I think, the gist of it. I think if you put a, we have to free ourselves from the work of the disciplines, if that makes sense. Meaning that I think we all are looking for how do we do it right? You know, how do I pray right? How do I study the word right? How do I live this life right? How do I Sabbath right? Um, and to, to some of that, there are, you know, the Bible gives us clear ways on how to do that. On the other side, though, I think that's where the leading of the Holy Spirit comes, right? Um, and that, that might even be too deep. That, but it's, it's just how we, um, how do I say this? Like, I, I feel like we're, we're, we are... Um, yeah. So we're trying to figure out what's the right way to do it because we're trying to earn our salvation in a sense. I need to do it right because then I'll be right with God. When God already calls us righteous, so it's not trying to do it to become right. It's doing it because we enjoy it, right? And so that's where we have to kind of shift those things. Like I'm not praying to be righteous. I'm not praying because I'm trying to find uh, 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 th- this good that, that I can be. You know, or I'm worshiping because I'm. I, I want to be good. No, you, you, you are that already. So now, find the enjoyment in it, the enjoyment of Sabbathing, and and releasing the religious side of it, and saying, okay, hey, and actually, religion. Let me just make sure. I want to say that real quick. Religion is not bad. Religion helps keep bring brings order right but at the same time there's freedom in that there's freedom in all of it and so um because i you know we often say oh i'm about relationship not about religion blah blah Mm -hmm. well 
the relationship that we have was built off of religion because it was that's why Jesus came and died, you know, to give us freedom, you know. And so there was that that's a longer conversation, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a long conversation. But mm-hmm. uh, but we have to learn to kind of try change our thinking from I'm doing this to become righteous into I'm doing this because I enjoy it, you know, and I think then we'll find the liberties in it and, and find that, you know, God actually wants us to enjoy the life that we have. So, yeah, I hope that, I hope I explained it right, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it it makes sense to me. Um, and yeah, I, I think just, just, you know, moving on what last few questions I wanted to ask, um, what advice would, would you give for, for people who are looking um, to get started um, or just kind of learn and, and get deeper in their relationship under religion <laughs> in, mm. in Jesus? Okay. I think the, the, the first thing to do when you're trying to get into this relationship with God, is if you if you believe that he's the son of God, that he died on the cross, raised the dead, you know, that's the first step, just believing. You know, the next step after that, I would say definitely – um, jump into community meaning and, and that's that's used so commonly right now you know just jump into community yeah but it's really just jumping into find people that you admire something in them or admire their walk or admire their story and just spend time with them that's all that really means um find people who will encourage you um with hope encourage you with love um and for some of us, it takes a little bit more than that. It is, it is a cutting off of um, people or things that keep you, um, in essence, uh, in control in of or, uh, people that people or things that keep you tied to um, certain behaviors or thoughts that are not healthy and not good for you, um, and so. Um, it's it's cutting them off to for a season to be able to have transformation happen in in us. So um, yeah, if if I'm was talking about just steps or here's the three ways, right? Um, if I was to come from that perspective, it would just be first believe, next find yourself in community or around people that can help encourage you and start your faith, and then make sure you take time for your your own self to kind of ask God, hey, God, what, what are you doing in my life right now? And don't expect change to happen overnight. I think that's one of the biggest things that people have. Like, they're like, I, I just want to be, I want to be this better person. Okay, great. Give yourself time. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, this, we have a journey called life, you know, mm-hmm. and in life, it's going to be ups and downs and it's going to be sometimes going to smack you in the face. Um, but it's just about finding um, your awareness of the consistent love that's always chasing after you. And then responding to it in a way of just, hey, I, I can, I'm just, I'm worth receiving that kind of love. Um, and I think that over time will help you become who you're supposed to be. Great, great. Um, well, you know, uh, thank you so much. Uh, the final question I want to ask you is, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with um, um, just before we hop off today? I, I think if I, if, yeah, and kind of what, we, what I was just saying before, um, that life's a journey. Enjoy it. <laughs> Have fun. Laugh a lot. Find more reasons to laugh. Um, I think we we're too serious in our society. Everything is so um, <laughs> so bogged down with 
you know, whether it's wars or uh, or fights or people not coming together or, um, you know, somebody having to be, you know, needing to be right. Um, I think that there that there's more um, out here for us to enjoy rather than um, to have these um, cynical uh, mindsets that just continue to allow us to feed off of bitterness or whatever it might be. And so in that, just find moments of rest, find moments where you're um, unhurried, where you can actually enjoy a conversation. Put down your cell phone for a little while. Enjoy the people in front of you, you know. Um, you know, take time to take time away from the shallow relationships of social media and dive deep with somebody in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where we find life um, itself. And so um, know that we're okay wherever we are. Um, I think um, I might be saying too much, but we're okay wherever we are. Like wherever you are in your journey, you're okay. Like don't don't push yourself to be something that you're not before the time. Allow yourself to be okay right there and allow the Holy Spirit to be the greatest minister to you where you are. Um, and I think in that you'll find um, almost a freedom to be, <laughs> a freedom in a sense to be okay with the struggles that you're in. But then also have the hope to know that tomorrow it, 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 it won't phase you anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. I, I, I really do appreciate it. Um, to close out, would you mind um, wrapping us up in prayer? Sure. All right. So, Father, we thank you for this time today. Um, we just, um, man, first of all, just come to you knowing that you are our source of life. And uh, we take a moment just to humble ourselves and say that we need you, um, that we can't do life what we call life on our own we don't know how to laugh on our own because there's too many too many rotten stories in our world um and so we look to you as the lover of our souls the one who called us out the one who um said that we were good from the foundation of the earth and so we press into that voice greater than the voices that we see around us and um what i just thank you for um just wisdom and strength um for uh men to overcome temptations um, overcome um, even the thoughts and struggles that they might have in their minds. Uh, um, I just uh, ask that you give them the strength and the power to be able to bring down any anything that exalts itself against the knowledge that you have about them. And just pray that they are able to walk in freedom in, in your love. Um, I pray that we know that every day we can um, have access to the kingdom of God And um, so, Lord, in that we just say your kingdom come, your will be done here in each person listening um, as it is in heaven. Uh, We thank you for your strength. Um, We thank you for your power and your love that is always ready and chasing after us. Um, We appreciate you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's my pleasure, Joel. Um, Again, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thank you all for sticking through. If you made it 45 minutes with Joel Buckner, had a great time chatting with him this morning. It's been quite some time since we last spoke, um, but just super excited to hear that all is well with with him and with um, his roles and responsibilities uh, that he's doing right now. Uh, if you have any questions about this podcast or want to chat with Joel, 
uh, or myself, feel free to reach out and I can put you in touch with Joel or I can just respond back to you directly.